Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm really thrilled to announce our guest today, who is an Emmy award-winning TV host and author, best known for her eight seasons on Dancing with the Stars and years on Entertainment Tonight. At the age of 40, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And of course, I'm sure as any of us would expect as a mom and a wife, never sees that coming. So I'm excited to talk to her about that today. Rising from that challenge, she became a breast cancer thriver, which I love seeing that word, a certified health coach and the author of the best-selling book, Your Healthiest Healthy. From that, she launched her subscription-based membership community of the same name and wellness retreats with the next one happening very soon, November 2022 in Utah. As a health expert, you've seen her all over the place, the doctors, HLNs, Morning Express, Home and Family, you name it, she's everywhere. Today, she's here to empower you with tools to feel even better and elevate your well-being to become your healthiest healthy. And of course, as we all know, that is different for everybody. So welcome, Samantha Harris. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for having me and the amazing content that you are putting out for so many to be able to grow and thrive themselves. So let's talk about all the ways that you're thriving. But first, back to how is that getting that? I know the diagnosis of breast cancer being a mom and a wife. I know for me doing my mammograms, I've always been on schedule with them because of family history. Um, I had one time it come back abnormal, but I can never imagine what that would be like, of, like there's actually something there to be dealing with. How, I mean, was that like the biggest shock of your life or, and how did you deal with that? So at 40, actually just before 40, I thought, you know, I'm going to go get one of those mammogram things. We set a baseline. I'm in the healthiest shape of my life. This is what I should do. And my daughters were three and six at the time. My husband and I were having just a wonderful time with my, my career, his career, feeling on top of the world, and then blindsided. Yeah, I can imagine. This diagnosis. And so here's the, here's the crazier part of all of it. Um, I wish to say that a breast cancer diagnosis was the crazy part of it. Um, and unfortunately that happens to one in eight women uh, over the course of her lifetime. And so it's a startling statistic when you really break it down. And yet here I was feeling like that I was the pinnacle of health. I'd been on more right. than you know 11 or 12 different magazine covers for fitness or for health. I worked out daily. I ate what I thought was a healthy diet. Right. But the startling part of all of it was also the fact that I had a clear mammogram. But 11 days later, I was changing after a workout. And you know that sports bra, it's really constricting, it's holding in. So yeah, you move the girls to the right, you move them to the left, you smush them around a little bit, let them be free. And there it was, this lump that had never been there before. And I thought, this is so strange. Elizabeth, I, I immediately, 
I didn't hesitate. I called my OBGYN because she's the only one who ever touched my boobs besides my husband. I didn't know, you know, right. another doctor to call. Yeah. And so she said, oh, you know what? Why don't you just come in if you're concerned? And she did a quick clinical exam. She felt around. She said, you know what? You're turning 40. It's probably glandular. This is what 40 looks like. Welcome to 40. And so, you know, I went on my way. I thought, sure, that makes perfect sense. I'm healthy. My mammogram was clear. My doctor said it's good. Bam, washed my hands of it, walked away feeling great. And a month later, the lump was still there. And I thought, you know, this inner voice was just starting to get a little bit louder. And was so it I painful at all or just a lump? Just a lump. Just I, no side effects, no pain, no discharge from the nipple, no denting, no nothing. And so I thought, you know, I'll go get a second opinion, but it's not cancer, so I'll see my internist. He did the same quick feel around, clinical exam, said, yeah, it's nothing. If you're worried, we'll keep an eye on it. Sent me on my way. And then before I knew it, it was the holidays and it was New Year's. And all of a sudden I came up for air and four months had passed. And that pesky freaking lump was still there. And now that inner voice was screaming at me. It was screaming so loudly and saying, Samantha, how do these people know it's nothing if they're right. just touching it? So that's right. that's when I pursued even further and I went to see, well, I said, well, gosh, who looks at breasts every day as their specialty? Right. That's who I want to see. Not realizing for a second, the only doctors that do that are breast oncologists. Right. And so there I was at a breast cancer clinic looking at, you know, down at the, the eyes of this doctor who is doing ultrasounds and a needle biopsy on me. But the story gets crazier. You want to keep hearing? Let's hear it. Yeah. And I like have goosebumps because there's so many aspects of advocating for yourself and listening to your own intuition and all of those things that I love so much that I just want to point out, like when that's knocking at your door, keep going. Right. So you did. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, and, and the thing of it is, too, is even this breast oncologist said, you know, if I were you, in this same situation, I don't think I would have kept pursuing it because really? every, everyone else said it was fine. And all the diagnostic tests came back, even the needle biopsy, even the ultrasounds, not detecting the cancer. However, and this is, this is also sort of the public service announcement beyond the PSA to say, listen to your body, listen to your inner voice and know your body and advocate for yourself. But the other, the other PSA to say, really make sure you see the best specialists you can. So this oncologist listened to her inner voice and she said, you know, good news and bad news from the needle biopsy. The good news is it's not cancer. The bad news is I don't know what it is. Let's just take it out. So I'd never been cut into in my life. And I said, you know what? Go ahead. So basically, you know, I said my, my, my breasts have done what they needed to do. They got me my husband. They fed my kids and nourished them. I'm good to go. She did a lumpectomy, took that lump out, came out of surgery, still not cancer. So a week later, I went to the final pathology results uh, consultation. She looked at my incision, left my husband at home, said, you stay with the kiddos. I'll go do this. Not a big deal. And that's when we got the final pathology back. And we found out not only was it ductal carcinoma in situ, which is breast cancer contained within the duct, not smart enough to get out of it, which is if you get it, that's really what you want. But unfortunately, okay. we found that she took a little sample on the border that she thought was healthy tissue. But again, listened to her gut. And she said, I just need to take a sample. I don't know why. She said, I don't even know why I took a sample of it. It looked like healthy tissue. That sample was invasive breast cancer. 
Wow. So in and, that moment, my cancer journey began. And what did that look like? So you get that news there sitting across the desk from your doctor and you call your husband on the way home. What do you do? Like, what, how, how does that play out? In a moment, the rush of adrenaline and anxiety coursing through my veins was something I had never felt. It was like a high speed chase of vibrational, like literally vibrations that were so negative and powerful and, and disconcerting that actually went on for weeks. And uh, I, I couldn't talk. I was getting texts because I could have no cell service in the basement of this oncology practice at the hospital. And so finally, because I wasn't responding and I was there for over two hours, my husband finally texted in all caps, are you okay? Which just cr crumbled me. I just, I, I finally got out to where the parking lot was. I got a hold of him and I, I couldn't speak. I just said, because I had to get home on a very busy freeway. I live in Los Angeles. The 405 freeway, as you know, because you're in Orange County, is a crazy freeway. And I had to get from Santa Monica all the way to the valley in one piece, feeling like this. And so I just simply said to him when he answered, I cannot talk. I need you to grab tennis shoes at home for me and meet me at the park where there's this golf course you can walk around. My, I was not going to go home to give him this information when my three and six year old were going to come running to the door to hug me, which is what I wanted more than anything, but I didn't want to do it and crumble. Oh my God. I'm like trying so hard not to cry right now because I feel like all those emotions, I can't even imagine it. And just even talking about it, and I'm eight years out, I am thriving, I am healthier, more vibrant, and more energized than I have ever been. But even just talking about it, all that emotion comes up, all those feelings, all those, I can feel just the vibrations in my body of that that anxiety starting to course. And thankfully, I've learned a lot of tools since then to breathe and and really help mitigate that stress because that stress response is very harmful to our overall health and we can get into that but uh the end of this part of the story is when i finally saw my husband um he, you know he walked around the car to where i was standing and wrapped his arms around me and literally i, I you see in the movies when someone's knees give out and they buckle and they crumble to the ground i didn't realize that actually <laughs> that actually happened and i just crumbled in his arms and um yeah, it was, uh, we walked for about an hour and we talked and we talked through it and was able to then go home and put on a smile and face my little girls. Mm. And I'm happy. I mean, you're here eight years later, so happy ending. We can kind of cut to that and, and let everybody know that. I, I mean, have you been cleared? How often do you actually have to get tested to, to say that you're in the, in the clear, so to speak, or in recovery remission? So I consider myself cancer free. Um, I had the, I opted for there were a couple of different options. I could have had a double mastectomy with uh, a reconstruction or no reconstruction or a single mastectomy, or I could have had another lumpectomy with uh, about six weeks of daily radiation. Uh, I opted for a double mastectomy and reconstruction. It was the right choice for me. Uh, I opted out of chemo and radiation. If anyone is listening and you have questions, go ahead, DM me at Samantha Harris TV uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Mostly Instagram is the best place though. Um, Samantha Harris TV, like television. And I can give you the details of why I chose that and all that. I don't wanna go into that here, but, uh, but anyhow, uh, those were the choices that I made. I'm very happy with those choices. And everybody's cancer is very individual. 
And even if you feel like you have the same diagnosis as lady A over here, it could be completely different from ladies B through Z. And so uh, it it is a really individual decision, but that's what I opted for, for my surgery, for my treatment. I was on an estrogen blocking medication for seven and a half years. We thought we were going to go 10, but I had to go off it for some other side effects. And uh, when I was ready to go back on, my doctor said, you know what? You are eating and living and dealing with life in such a healthy way. You don't have to go back on that medication to keep up the good work. And I will share some of those incredible ways to change and take power back and control your health and well-being the best way possible. So let's hear those ways. So and and also whether you're you have a a life-changing diagnosis like that or not, or you're just to your point of breathing and the effect that that has on our nervous system and bringing our cortisol levels down and all of these things that are so beautiful that we have the power to affect change in our body. What are, what is some advice that you recommend to people that are just trying to be their healthiest healthy? And, and what does that look like? Well, and I'm so glad you said it like that because I thought I was healthy, right? Here I was, I was exercising every day. I was eating my chicken breasts and my egg whites and my cheeseless pizza and my my rows of Snackwell sandwich cookies because they were low fat and my red vines because they were fat free. Not realizing for one second what I was truly putting in my body. So look, I'm a journalist by training. And so when I realized that I had no genetic link to my breast cancer, only five to 10% of breast cancers are even hereditary. That means if you're 99 to 95% of us who get breast cancer had no reason genetically forgetting it. So what was it? And that, that journalist in me, okay, I have to research. And I learned it is what we are putting in, on and around our body that affects our overall well-being, that turns on or leaves off certain genetic code that we have that could lead to not just breast cancer, other cancers, diabetes, heart disease, autoimmune disorders, neurodegenerative disorders. Mm -hmm. So I started to slowly and systematically make changes in my life, but it can be so overwhelming that I was, I thought I was healthy and I realized I had to become my healthiest healthy, which is why the book is your healthiest healthy. And my retreats are your healthiest healthy retreat. And my wellness community is your healthiest healthy community, which is a a subscription-based membership where I do a live coaching because I'm a certified health coach, a a weekly live workout because I'm a certified trainer. And then I bring in a guest expert who are the top of the top in their field. And then I lead breath work every week as part of the membership. So learning these tools um, that I want to share are really important. And did that diagnosis kind of drive all this passion to to this direction of coaching and helping people serve them in this way to help them be their healthiest? Or were you always kind of passionate about that? I always loved fitness. I always loved, I thought I loved healthy lifestyles, but I didn't really quite understand what that meant. I think what it really meant to me was trying to figure out what it meant to eat healthfully and, and work out, not realizing the holistic picture of wellness is beyond that, right? It's, as you mentioned too, mitigating your stress, your levels of cortisol and making sure that they are uh, low because when we have high levels of cortisol in our body, it leads to the inflammation that is the precursor to so much disease. And so that is really essential to be able to get a handle on. Um, In addition to that, and and that comes from whether, sorry, I'm tying a balloon for my daughter. If you hear weird squeaking in the background, that's what's happening. Here you go, babe. Okay. So 
Um, then she's coming up with a very cool, uh, healthy recipe. She's my, she's my little chef or mostly a baker. And so she's coming awesome. up with some really cool new, uh, protein powder, energy balls with peanut butter. We have some chocolate chips in there, but anyway, nice. okay. I love sharing recipes too. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, uh, so she kind of, kind of slides in here. Well, <laughs> she knows her mom is working, but she's still, you know, uh, she's 11 now. So that's my little one. So my girls who are three, who are three and six, they're now 11 and almost 15 and wow, I'm thriving. So here are some of the changes that we can make in a day, your daily life that you can start today doing and start with baby steps. So the first thing is filling your plate at least half full of veggies at every meal. So what does that look like? Okay, so, and here's why. Most of us aren't getting the nutrients that we need and the nutrient density that we need, mm -hmm. um, the micronutrients. We think about the macros, the, the protein, the carbs, the fat, right? We forget yeah. That we need to look at all the other micronutrients that are actually nourishing our body and giving us what we need, right? Yeah, so. I was laughing when you said about the red vines and the this and the that. I think that is very our generation of when we grew up with like everything was fat free and we thought it was all healthy to have, you know, the fat free cream cheese and fat free pretzels and, you know, whatever. And bringing in this actual nutrients was not a concept that we, you know, our generation really had compared to now of like the whole foods and all of that sort of stuff. So I true. And, and I used to think I mean, fat was the F word to me. A hundred percent. Right. And red yes. vines, I mean, oh my, first of all, I mean, I, I love the taste of red vines, but not only do they have high fructose corn syrup, oh. which I dub as liquid death. So one of the easiest things you guys can do right now that you won't even notice the difference is to look in your pantry, look in your fridge, turn everything around, read the ingredients label. And if it has high fructose corn syrup, either chuck it right away or use it up and vow never to buy it again, because there are a lot of great alternatives without high fructose corn syrup. So red vines have the high fructose corn syrup. They also have the red dye number 40 and all these other, right? So you're like, oh my gosh, what am I literally answering my body on purpose? What I am know. I doing? It's, it's so funny how now like it gross, those things just really gross me out. I'm like, oh, how could we have ever done that? You know? Exactly. See, for my kids, now my dog sees a very busy household. This is the thing about Zoom and working from home. I love it. But some days they just don't, you know, they, they're usually it's real life. It is real, real life. life. It is indeed. So, uh, so really, you know, and, and those snack well sandwich cookies were like the tastiest thing ever, but I wouldn't have one. I would have the entire row. And I didn't realize the detriment. So when we fill our plate half full of veggies at every meal, and that could look like, you know, I was a, a, a yogurt. I ate animal protein 21 out of 21 meals a day pre-cancer. That okay. meant, you know, yogurt or eggs in the morning. And the yogurt, by the way, it was usually laden with either fake sugars or sugar and, you know, all this other, it wasn't organic. So I wasn't at least getting, you know, grass-fed organic dairy. Right. Um, and then I, you know, that, that was my switch up from having cereal every morning. Uh, that was really just a sugar bomb because it was not even a good cereal. Um, even though it had the word smart in it, it wasn't smart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, so what, so what looking, you know, having the veggies in the morning, it could mean a tofu scramble or even, even organic eggs, pasture raised with a lot of veggies or my go-to every single day is a smoothie or an acai bowl chock full of 
you know, berries and leafy greens and chia and flaxseed and all these other matcha green tea powder, all these cancer fighters and powerful things. Lunch could be a big salad with beans. Dinner could be you know, a black bean burger. It could be uh, a bean-based pasta. Again, trying to shift a little bit away from as much animal meat because we have just a lot of studies out there that show that unless you are having it in small portions and really well sourced, um, and not really every single day there. That's about the healthiest way to have animal if you're going to. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because I think back to your, your healthiest is so often people think I'm going to eat all these things because it, it, that's what they say is healthy, but it actually for your specific body, body causes inflammation. For example, for me with eggs, we often talk about fertility diets and eggs is one of the top things on a fertility diet. And my body is super sensitive to that. So it would just cause havoc and inflammation in my system. Yet most people would think, oh, that's something healthy to have. So really tuning into, I think, your own body and getting these ideas from people like Samantha of what is a black bean burger look like? And what, what are some options? Because I think people don't even know where to start sometimes of what does that look like to change up my diet and not have to do a full overhaul and feel like I'm going vegan or something super extreme? Because right. it doesn't have to be extreme, right? It doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't, and oh, by the way, it isn't about a macrobiotic diet or a vegan diet or a keto or a paleo, right? I think we have to figure out what's right for us. As you said, we're all bio individuals, but if you are choosing animal products, it is essential to make sure that they are sourced properly. That means always going organic. If it's poultry, it is pasture raised. If it is beef, it is um, grass fed. And really making sure that you're not having an eight ounce portion, it's maybe a two ounce portion, more of a condom meat than a condom, you know, thinking of the condiment idea. And I, yes. I stole that from, from, I think Mark Hyman or one of those other wonderful gurus yeah. out there. Um, but thinking of it as, as, as more of a side where the veggies are the star of the show. And it, it's not about what you can't eat. Really, I want you to reframe it. And everybody think about it as all the things you can eat, all the things that you, your body wants that it's asking for that you might not be giving it. So you're really adding in and by adding in, you end up crowding out the stuff the chips and the junk and the processed and the packaged, the the industrial made foods. Those are the ones you really want to watch out for. And I feel like with your kids, I know for my kids as well, I'm hypersensitive about that. And there are so many great options now that of things that they can have that's not coming in a box that they will enjoy too. So I think just finding somebody who can offer those creative ideas of like you were talking about these protein balls kids love that sort of stuff and love to make them too right to get them involved in the process a hundred percent and look uh, i'm the first one to admit it is really hard with the kids right for me it, the education came first and when i understood the why i should be eating this way it made everything else make sense for kids, they don't care. And they think that they're invincible and they think they're gonna live forever, which gosh willing, you know, will yeah. be able to get them to live a very long, healthy life. But it's cringeworthy what a lot of their friends are eating. And there's no judgment. Look, I grew up on McDonald's and Burger King and, but then I say, but then I got cancer. So I'm not saying those are giving me cancer. I'm not, I swear I'm not, I'm, but I'm, my point is, and, and those, you know, those big, 
fast food places are trying to come up with the trends and they're offering alternatives. But honestly, even the beyond meats of the world, and we have those types of substitutes in our house maybe once every other week or so but even those because they're manufactured and processed so much also come with a warning label a little bit that's not really actually on it so you want to just be careful going from as many whole foods as you can ideally but imagine your stomach hungry and empty and if you were to take 200 calories of straight up oil just say oil it's going to give you a lot of fat and it's only going to fill your stomach a very tiny bit, maybe a, an eighth. Let's say that say that take that same 200 calories and you grab a piece of beef. And even if it's grass fed, it's organic, it's the best quality, highest quality. It's going to fill your stomach up maybe a quarter of the way. Let's say you take 200 calories of broccoli, romaine, whatever, imagine all the veggies you love. It's going to fill that entire circle 100%, that entire empty circle of your belly. So what ends up happening is you get the satiety hormone to, trick, to, to click on, the leptin clicks on and it says, I'm good, I'm full. And you don't go on that hunt to fill your stomach up more because when you leave your stomach partially empty from the foods that don't fill it and give it the nutrients it needs, you're, the, that craving, it's, real, it's, not, it's not your fault, first of all step away from the guilt, oh, I just can't control my cravings. It is a biological fact that you need to give your body more of the nutrients it's desiring. And when you do, and look, by the way, once it's full all the way, your brain might say, I still want to buy some of those chips. And if you do, okay, fine. But at that point, you've already given your body all the nutrients it needs. And you're probably not gonna eat the entire bag of chips. You might have a handful of them because you're really going to already find that satiety. So that's just one part of the holistic health picture. The other is getting toxins out of your makeup products, your skincare, uh, your you know your personal care routine, and even your cleaning supplies. Yeah, I love that. So if somebody's picking up your book, what can they expect to find within that book that can help them along their path of becoming healthier? Well, it's really a comprehensive action plan and you can drop into any chapter. Let's say you're like, I just, I'm really interested in how to clean up my, my food right now, my nutrition. So you can jump into that chapter. You can read it, of course, cover to cover, but let's say I just, you know what? I don't even, I, I eat pretty well. I'm all right. I don't need the exercise chapter. I'm, I'm doing great on my exercise. I don't need motivation there, but I don't know where to start when it comes to my makeup. Like, how do I even know what to look out for? You drop into that chapter. Um, when it comes to skincare and makeup, the European Union bans, bans over 1,400 ingredients or chemical substances as either known or possible carcinogens or endocrine disruptors. And so you guys, those endocrine disruptors are the things that mess with our hormones yes. to the tune of a whole host of diseases we don't want. Um, not to mention, I'm sure, fertility issues as well. And Absolutely. Actually, I, not, I, I, yeah, I under, I 100% know fertility yes. also falls into that. So when we look at the European Union or even Japan who ban, you know, over a thousand, 1400 chemicals, the United States up until a couple of years ago only banned 11. I think we might be up to 30. Go USA! Yes. <laughs> I love Baby steps, I guess. Yeah, I'm grateful to be an American, but boy, are we lagging. And there has been a bill in Congress stuck since 2015 that is the Personal Care uh, Protection Act that would make companies have to be more transparent about the 
chemicals that they're putting in our products. So we have to just be empowered consumers. And so we can do that. If you guys have any questions when it comes to skincare or even supplementation, our vitamins, our you know, different supplements we're popping, our protein powders, our greens powders, DM me, Samantha Harris TV, but I, I can ha absolutely very easily give you my recommendations and different, you know, just what directions to go for all of that. That's amazing. The, and yes, you're right. For fertility, for men and women, these things act as um, hormone disruptors. So the plastic bottles, the pots and pans in your house, all the things that you just mentioned with the, the makeup, the hair stuff, all the things. So there's so much overlap, I feel like, in what you're talking about that translates into fertility. Again, I always go back to our children and and knowing for them as well, what is their, it's actually one in eight in America for fertility as well. So when you mm -hmm. mentioned that statistic about the breast cancer, I always tell, say to people, if you're in a line in Starbucks and you see who's there, you know, keeping in mind that they are struggling with fertility or one in four is having, having a miscarriage. I didn't realize the same for breast cancer in those uh, statistics, but it makes sense with the hormone disruptors and all of these crazy chemicals that are sneaking their way into different ways that we live our daily life that we it helps just to clean it out if nothing else you can say i've eliminated that as an option of what could be causing me to be sick right. um, or just not feel my best i and you mentioned the the plastics the bpas and the cookware the the teflon so the book also talks about that has a chapter all about that as well and and you know that's something too I've eliminated, you know, I used to have all my storage containers were plastic and I used to have, you know, all my nonstick cookware that I didn't realize had potential chemicals that were harming us as we were cooking. So I slowly, the cookware, of course, because it's expensive, I slowly changed that out. Uh, I immediately tried to get rid of all of my plastic containers for food storage and I chose glass or because sometimes you just don't want something heavy and breakable there's clear silicone medical grade silicone that's a great option as well that i have same with little reusable sandwich bags we have the yes, silicone I ones so my those. kids aren't being sealed in little plastic unless they have a field trip that they have to bring something that they can toss and the hardest part really is when you think about it, i mean i shop at you know whether it's costco or trader joe's or whole foods or you know one of the big grocery stores a lot of the prepackaged foods that we get there come in plastic and so right. it is really challenging to eliminate it 100 percent. but i feel like if i can at least get it out of the places i can within my home i'm a lot better off than i was eight years ago before cancer absolutely so i thank you for giving us a little bit of insight to your book that's super helpful because i think some people too love those types of books where you can drop in here and there versus it has to be a, a front to cover front to end uh read let's talk real quick about your retreat i love a good retreat so tell us how that if what's the the outline for your retreats and who attends who can attend? Is there anything that you would need to be as a, a precursor, so to speak, to qualify to be there? Everyone, ladies only though. So all okay. women are welcome. <laughs> so yes, a precursor, you must be female. Uh, okay. But yes, so all uh, it's a ladies only retreat. It is 
in the magical Red Mountains uh, of St. George, Utah. And so Red Mountain Spa and Resort is the location. And every day, it's four days and three nights. It's a very small, intimate group. I do have a couple more spots for our November dates, uh, November 3rd through the 6th of 2022. And then we'll be setting dates for next year as well. And every day, first of all, it's it's all inclusive. So every day we do a, a guided hike we work out together. You can always choose alternative classes if you aren't interested in the classes that we've sort of chosen. But there's everything from yoga and meditation to I lead a breath work uh, just for our private group. Uh, there's a drumming class where you have these big men, these big balls, Fun. workout balls, and you drum and you get this great cardio. We have a rebounder workout that we do on a little mini trampoline. I always make sure that everyone gets spa time. So I include a 15 minute, you know, whether it's a facial or a massage that they want. And then we have workshops. So basically a couple hours every day broken up in between our meals and our hanging out and spending a lot of great quality time together. I give a lot of personalized recommendations. And then I coach you through how to figure out where in your life you are challenged with your health goals, not meeting them, how we can get there. And we do that together, hand in hand, literally. <laughs> so it's so like so a dance party in my room. It's like, it's a blast. That is amazing. I will say that there's nothing to that can substitute for being in person and building those relationships with people that have like minds at same goals, same track on your life. So if that's something that sounds interesting to you, where can they find out more information about that? If you go to my Instagram at Samantha Harris TV, like television, it's in the link in my bio and then also Samantha-Harris.com. Well, thank you so much, Samantha, for being here. I really appreciate sharing all those great nuggets of information to help everybody get a little healthier than they were before they started listening. So until our paths cross again, thanks again for being here. Oh, I look forward to it. And if anyone is interested in game shows, we just announced, I don't know when this is going to, when you guys are listening to this, because I know people listen to podcasts at all different times, but we just announced today as we're recording, uh, I'm the host of a brand new show on Game Show Network by the producers of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire called Tug of Words. It's a really fun wordplay show. So just going back to my Dancing with the Stars and Entertainment Tonight Roots as a TV host. Uh, But I'm so excited to share that news. But yes, all the greatness of wellness is my my passion and that's what i am doing uh 99 of the other time <laughs> well thank you for sharing that little sneak peek of what's coming that's pretty exciting yeah. thanks again for being here thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of the creation innovation podcast make sure to follow us on spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the creation innovation podcast on apple spotify or wherever you choose to get your podcast don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift yes we actually do send out gifts it's my favorite thing to do so visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.